Welcome to Nice Ashes. I'm Mike. And I'm Nate. What are we smoking today, Nate? We are smoking the CAO Flathead 554. Yes. I am a big fan of the Flatheads. I've never smoked this model. Uh, I like the 660s a lot, which we smoked on the show earlier. Uh, Box Press, Maduro, all those wonderful things that I enjoy in cigar. Uh, and I generally like the the CAOs, even though uh, they're not all they're not all winners. But yes, <laughs> when they're good, they're good, and you can get them for pretty cheap most of the time. Well, I'm outside, and my lighter absolutely hates the cold. Uh, it doesn't matter how much fuel is in there. Uh, I don't think <laughs> it just absolutely hates it. Um, I don't know if that's common. In lighters or not? Uh, you know, I, the Bix definitely don't like the cold. Uh, I don't know about torches. Yeah, if I hold it in my hand and warm it up a bit, then it's fine. Um, mm -hmm. So, anyway, uh, initial impressions, good. I uh, kind of, you know, I was expecting something good because we like the other flathead so much, so. Right. Oh, yeah. So far, it's been very good. Good light. Good draw. All the things you'd expect. Yes. Good quality cigar. So what are we going to talk yes, about? Yes, indeed. <clears throat> well, I did a lot of research for this episode. I'll have everybody know. I haven't done this much, much research since our last open enrollment for our medical plan at work. <laughs> and that's the season, I'm guessing. <laughs> uh, that is correct for me as well <laughs> does your employer pay you to do your enrollment no well i mean we do it we do the enrollment on work time if that's what you mean All right that's what i meant that's what i meant mine does as well so our uh, topic tonight, because it is, um, what, a week after Halloween? Something like that. Something like that. Uh, of course, when this airs, it will no longer be a week after Halloween, but it is uh, fresh in our minds as podcast hosts. So I thought we would talk a little etymology, and we're going to go through some words. And Mike and I are going to let you know if that word that is uh, being requested by certain people to uh, fade out of common usage, if the word is racist or if it's linguistic tyranny that they're asking that this word be removed. <laughs> okay. And we're going to make a little bit of a game show out of it, kind of. Am I a contestant? We're, we're all contestants in the game of life, Mike. <laughs> Sounds good. I'm going to be Burt Reynolds in the SNL skit. <laughs> all right. I'll have everybody know that I am just now starting a vodka tonic. And uh, I guess the other disclaimer is if you do not want to hear two white dudes that are straight talk about words that... Uh, progressive people may or may not want out of the lexicon. Uh, don't this episode might not be for you. 
but if you don't mind that we potentially say some things that certain people might think is racist, uh, then step right up and listen to this shit. Um, I think it's appropriate in a way, right? Because we're the targets. Uh, we're the ones that they want to convince uh, that we need to change our ways. I'm guessing. I, most um, of the time. You know, some of them, I, there's going to be sure. some surprises in here. I mean, I went through this list of words. So just to preface, I went, uh, I, I had a, a personal story. Uh, I was not being accused of being racist, but I had a, a personal story where a friend was over and they said, uh, you know, and we'll get into this a little bit more later in detail. I don't want to give anything away at the start of the, the show here, but they were saying that a, a very common word was uh, racist. And I was like, no, you've got to be uh, crazy. So I looked it up and turns out that, you know, and, and that's what kind of got this, this thing uh, going is looking up the origin of these terms mm-hmm. and if they were rooted in racist past or if they were terms that had been co-opted by racist people. So, sure. uh, and certainly there are words that if, if used a certain way are racist and if used a certain different way, they're not racist. So, uh, but that was kind of the jump start into this topic because I thought who better to tell us if a word is racist or not than Mike. Mike, the notorious, uh, racist. <laughs> I am not a notorious racist for anybody who does not know that. But. From from the uh, from the great hinterlands, from the great hinterlands, yes, the the western. I, I grew. I lived in the western regions where all the racists live. Yes, uh, which is not to be confused by the nether regions. Uh, no. <laughs> all right. So, as one can imagine, trying to research this topic. There are a whole slew of websites that have a very either progressive liberal slant where everybody is evil or a very conservative slant where they want to take our fun words away. So it it took a little bit of digging, uh, but I found a, a nice article or a nice-ish article from uh, cbc.ca, which is out of Canada. And I believe it's the Canadian Broadcast Company or something. I didn't yes. bother looking up too much about the website other than I saw it was from Canada. And that it seemed to be written without an overt slant one way or the other. It simply put up the words and said why you might want to consider not using them instead of trying to make you feel like an evil person for even reading this article. Okay. Yeah, the CBC is their state-funded news. Okay. So the first word here, and this is the one that kicked off the whole thing, so I figured let's start with it. And since Halloween just happened, that word is spooky. (laughs) <laughs> I have heard so, that term used to cover up certain things. <laughs> okay, well, I have well, heard that gonna, term used in a way that is potentially racist. <laughs> we are going to to get into that, but what launched this? <laughs> what launched this all off? 
was there's an orchestra that had a like a spooky concert series and they decided and they came out and big made a big like public news release about it that due to racist undertones of the word spooky they are dropping that from the name of their concert series or whatever and uh and this made some kind of bigger waves uh, amongst some more progressive people i guess um and there's a okay. similar similar thing here in uh, where I live, where one of their events for Halloween is called Spooky Something. And so that kind of set off a little bit of a, oh, I don't know what you would call it, uh, some kind of uh, polite uh, conversation, certainly not a disagreement, on Facebook. I was not partaking, and I haven't read that particular argument online uh, because I don't care. Sure. But it did lead me to believe or lead me to do research on whether or not this word is racist. Okay. So I will tell you what I found. And then you can tell me if uh, we should drop spooky because it's racist or if we should keep spooky because we don't want to fall victim to linguistic tyranny, which is a word I found in my research of this uh, podcast topic. And I really enjoy that linguistic tyranny. It's kind of like when they ban books. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so this word spooky or spook came into usage in the 19th century, which means the 1800s. For those of you who would otherwise normally assume that the 19th century would be 1900 something. But alas, our world is not sensical like that. So, um, and it's a Dutch word that meant uh, ghost or spirit or spy. Okay. Sure. So 1800s came into, came into existence, uh, meaning a ghost or spy, uh, nothing race related. Then it wasn't until a 19 or yeah, 19, well, 19, yeah. But World War II was its first known usage regarding race and it was the african-american pilots and they were called uh the spook waffa sure you know and that is decidedly <laughs> a racist usage oh for sure uh, uh of that <laughs> it's kind of clever well i mean in, you know, in, the, in that not, sort of like shitty yeah. way but I mean, I'm not. I'm not saying it to be racist. I'm saying it because right. that's just the history of the word. I've never um, heard that term before. That's incredible. <laughs> well, this whole I thing. I apologize is, to any listeners yeah. <laughs> who are offended by me laughing at that. That is hilarious. <laughs> well, uh, we, we laugh because we care. Yes. Um, I I appreciate old timey racism. I do. It's like right out in the open, and it's so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'm not I mean, laughing. I'm laughing at at it, not with it. You know, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's so dumb. <laughs> well, and, and you know, just just to get it out there, I mean, racism on a whole is just so dumb. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, you know what? Um, let's let's reserve more judgments on that uh, for later. We're just going to go through each word here, so. Uh, since I've already researched all these and I've kind of formed my own conclusions, uh, what is your conclusion, Mike, on the term spooky? Well, I've heard it's all about connotation, right? Like if you get spooked, 
that doesn't have a connotation that's racist. No. And something being spooky can have a connotation that's racist, or it could be the more traditional way of, uh, you know, spooky ghost type situation. I've also heard spies called spooks before. Yeah. And they certainly weren't be uh, being used as a racist term. So no. it's kind of like any other word. Almost any turn of phrase can be used in a racist way. Yeah, if you try hard enough and believe in yourself, uh, I suppose so. Right. I mean, I've heard, you know, like, uh, it's awful dark in there. You know what I mean? Like, that's racist. <laughs> yeah. Let's put this one in context and say uh, spooky celebrations for Halloween. Is that racist or not racist? No. Unless okay. it's talking about, like, something that's racist. I mean, you could use that. You could use that exact phrase in a racist way, I suppose. Yeah. So, I, so, but what they're doing is they're taking these Halloween celebrations that are called, you know, spooky hayride. And yes, right. I know you could have a spooky hayride and have it be racist. Uh, yes. You could do that with anything, like you said. But this one is uh, Halloween celebrations at like the city government level and orchestra levels. Uh, you know, across the world. Right. No, I don't. And, think that's and so, myself. yeah. And so I, I felt this one was a classic example of, of uh, linguistic tyranny because the word didn't have racist origins to begin with. We'll get to some others that, that do and have. And it's not often, you used know, in a the, racist uh, connotation. And, and, and even the racist uh, derivative of this word has fallen hugely out of favor since, I think, the 1950s, possibly the 1960s. Um, right. You know, it's not a common racial slur anymore. Um, it, right. Well, a guy that I knew who used it was a Native American man. And he used it uh, very tongue in cheek. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he was trying to be funny in a race, you know, trying to be racist and funny in an inappropriate way, of course. Yes, but. using humor to get a free pass to be racist. Yes, but he was also Native American, so how yeah. do you, how do you break that uh, Well, that's reverse racism. Sure. <laughs> Something like that. I mean, it's still racist, for sure. Yes. But in the modern paradigm of power and, you know, blah, 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 you know, all that, all that yeah. nonsense. So I don't want to rush us along, but I do have four pages of notes. Uh, Holy crap. This, so, okay. Uh, but we don't have that many words. It's just I had to take enough notes so that I could speak somewhat intelligently about – because etymology isn't my strong suit. Uh, it's interesting, you know, kind of in passing. Uh, like, the term, right. like the term pussy doesn't actually – when you call somebody a pussy, you're not calling them a female's vagina, you know. It's uh, right. it's short for something else that that meant cowardly, and I can't remember what that word is. Hence, why it had been shortened to pussy. <laughs> so, right. Um, but moving right along, uh, this one. Uh, well, well, I'll tell you what it is, and then we'll get into it. The word is blacklist. Okay. Okay, and so they were. Um, this is typically used nowadays with uh, internet. You know, uh, you can blacklist certain sites or whitelist certain sites to allow them or deny them through your router or your fire your firewall. 
so the recommended uh, changed word of this would be the allow list or the deny list, which doesn't quite roll off the tongue the same way. But once we decide if this blacklist term is racist, then we can decide if it's worth the extra tongue muscle movements to say the, re I, the replacement. I've heard this argument before because in our society, we associate good things with the white and bad things with black. Yes. And I've heard the argument before, and I don't necessarily disagree with it as a general concept. As a general concept, sure. You know, uh, even before, well, in, in a lot of the old Westerns, the good guys wore the white cowboy hat and the, the bad guys wore the black cowboy hat. But the good guys and bad guys weren't necessarily black or white. It was just the clothing right. choices. Um, so we could go into the whole, uh, and I don't have this word on there, but dark. Like we could just, you know, is dark bad? You know, just light versus dark. No. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, but like, you know, I, I, some of that stuff is, uh, and we, we've talked about this before with movies and books, and, and some of it's just artistic license. Like you need a, a quick and simple way to let somebody know who the good guy and bad guy is. At least back then in the in the westerns, you know, we the audiences maybe weren't as sophisticated, or or the studios didn't think the audiences were as sophisticated to get the subtleties of there could be characters kind of in that gray area. But regardless, we're talking about the blacklist here, and there's been big TV shows called Blacklist, uh, and you know Hollywood had a blacklist, and there's you know the blacklist from the the communist era. Um, but let's get down to the origin story of Blacklist. Uh, it originated in Philip Massinger's uh, tragedy called The Unnatural Combat. Uh, and this came out in the year 1639, a hell of a year. And it had to do with the uh, whatever king it was. I failed to write that down because, you know, royalty doesn't interest me a huge amount. Uh, but the king had a blacklist of people that went that had gone and killed his family. And so he made a list, a blacklist, if you will. And it had nothing to do with race. And my, my kind of question offhand is, is black associated with death? Because when... Uh, when organic material decomposes, it turns black and it has nothing to do with race. It's just the state of life after death. So, um, interestingly enough, I just listened to a great courses series on uh, King Arthur and black was associated with negative things in European society a thousand years ago before black people were a common thing. Now that might've been, well, a common um, thing there. A com well, a common thing for them. Okay. Yes. Uh, and that might have been affected by the Crusades as well, though. You know, that could have been uh, an effect. Yes. Uh, because they knew about Moors, obviously, and they were not the good guys to the Europeans, of course. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if it was racially motivated or not. Do you know? 
since you did uh, the research? Well, I did the research and I just, I kind of decided that since it came out in a literary sense and the usage of the word or the first coinage of the word uh, was in relation to a list of people about to die, ah. uh, that it was not racist because sure. these people were all, you know, English nobility that fucked over the king, basically. Right. So, and you know, I, as far as I know, the um, the gallows hoods, even for beheadings, were all th- those were all black. So, yes, possibly to not show blood. You know, again, something not racist overtly, or at uh, least not well, a conscious like ra- racial thing. The old executioners were it was a hereditary post, and a lot of those guys wanted to hide their. Oh, no, I meant, the, I meant the one they put over the, the people being executed. Oh, I thought you were talking about the executioner. The no, executioner but I suppose they were black. As well. um, yeah. But I, I suppose, like, so if we if we go ahead and say that the blacklist is racist, then is calling it the Black Plague racist? Right. No, it's like, definitely I mean, due to the color. I mean, I know, no, like... It's related to the color black. I know it's called the bubonic plague if you're at least somewhat moderately scientifically motivated, but you know, the common parlance was black plague. Right. So then you'd have to go and examine everything. Like is my, is my car black or it, do we have to invent a new name for that color? You know, uh, I think it's the same thing. And I don't know. I know that they use the blacklist against communists you know, oh, people were sure. blacklisted, but those people weren't necessarily black in skin color. Most so of I them weren't. So I don't know that this blacklist thing really holds a whole lot of uh, water with me because it doesn't have much to do with African-American people, despite somebody somewhere reading it and then applying it to themselves and thinking themselves offended. Right. I. The, the arguments I've heard are that there's the uh, subconscious stereotype that whiteness is good and blackness is bad attached to the visual images and possibly terms. And I don't know if that's true or not, because I've never experienced that, uh, those thoughts. Uh, yeah. I've never associated it that way, but apparently some people do. Uh, and that's perfectly legitimate. Everybody gets to make their own decisions. So. Yeah, everyone gets to make their own decisions until they tell the rest of the world that they can't do a certain thing. Well, they can say whatever um, they want. That doesn't mean that people are going to oh, no, no, do no. I, I mean, I, I understand that. I'm just saying for the purposes of our game show, and that's all it is, is a game show on a podcast about cigars and nothing to do with race um, <laughs> or states' rights even. But... Uh, <laughs> Is that a term that we're going to look into on the game show? (laughs) uh, There are some terms that will call up fond or unfond memories of the states' right era. Perfect. Uh, I would say blacklist is not particularly racist. No. Yes, I would say blacklist falls in the same category as spooky for me. Even more so, I think. I think blacklist is more firmly in the linguistic tyranny uh, camp because it was never associated with African-American people. Sure. Um, which is the the group that the, I don't know what you would call them, the social justice warriors are trying to protect. Right. All right. So that's Blacklist and Spooky. That's two down. 
and uh, we're halfway halfway through one page, kind of. Nice. Um, <laughs> okay, so the next one, and and I just I I mostly took these in order that they were in the article, except I bumped spooky to the top because that was the word that kicked this whole little personal vendetta off for me. Sure. Uh, it's not really a vendetta. It's more like a learning exercise, I guess. Um, because sometimes you never know if something's racist or offensive until something you say is interpreted as that, or you're made aware that that is, you know, right. You don't know until offensive. you know. So, and, and it was kind of nice because, you know, this article, one of the other articles I found was a lot of people will use these terms without intending them to be racist or not knowing that they could be interpreted as racist and that's okay. But once you're made aware, that's when you kind of have to, you know, make efforts to not do that. Um, right. So I'd say these, these range from some that are uh, struck me as very clearly racist and some that I was, you know, kind of shaking my head at. Um, but this next one, uh, it's a, it's a two-parter. Some of these are two or three, you know, words that are all kind of, um, similar or the same as it were. Uh, this next one is ghetto or inner city. Well, ghetto, didn't that term uh, come from European Jewish ghettos? You are not far off, Mike. Um, I thought it was. There's, I mean, there's I, a, there's I don't a, know. Yeah, there's, sure. a, there's a few different origins of this term. Uh, I guess there's a little bit of... Um, discussion in the etymology uh, Reddit threads about where ghetto originated from. Sure. Uh, things are heating up there, I guess. Um, oh, okay. But so it, uh, the origin, uh, the most solid origin I could find was uh, 1516. And it described where uh, Jewish people were forcibly segregated, segregated to live, segregated yes. to live. Um, yes. But the, uh, I don't know if it's like Latin or Italian, there's some other uh, word that looks like or sounds like ghetto, but it's spelled with those those funky um, uh, word spices, you know, like the umlauts and the other things. Yeah, it's all um, the things that we don't have in English. Yes. And uh, ghetto me meant foundry in that, in that sense, and it just so happens that their the biggest foundry was where they made all the Jewish people live, so oh. that's I think that's an just an example of like the the evolution of that where you know nobody in the upper class wanted to live near the foundry because it's smelly and dirty and what have you noisy I don't know uh, so that's where they put all the Jewish people and the definition of ghetto is a group or a section of a city where the minority lives. Mm -hmm. So it this one necessarily isn't necessarily racist only towards black people. Right. right. This would be racist to anyone who's in the minority, I suppose. I don't think it's racist. Uh it's a descriptive word of a fact. It is not you can use it you, just like any other word. You can connotate something negative from it. But all it is is a descriptive word of the fact of the situation. There are areas in the cities, every city, where poor people live, and those poor people are usually not white. 
in the United States. And that's just a fact. What other term are we going to use? Well, you know, the next term is going to be the new racist term at that point. You could say underprivileged area or underserved area. And, and, and or, we'll get into more of this. And, and some of this is, you know, a lot of these intentions are good, I believe, um, or at least some of them are. Sure. I, I think for, in my mind, be, because it originated with we forced the Jews to live in the least desirable part of the city. Yep. We and didn't, then, and then and then we called ruling it the ghetto. elites of the European Well, no, no, not not that. you or I. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> the people who who coined this term and started using this term, those right. people uh, forced the Jews to live in the least desirable part of the city, and then called it the ghetto because the foundry was there. So, right. in my mind, that makes it racist. Or yeah, um, I mean, I, I understand know, the uh, argument, uh, like, like, the in, argument. like in a sense, but but to your point. Uh, part of life is you need to be able to describe things. So right. there's, you know, you've got the suburbs. You've got, well, and I guess inner city is lumped in here. And I, I would say inner city is probably not racist because to me that Inner means, city doesn't necessarily mean anything bad either. No, not, not, that, not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge either. Um. Uh, I didn't do too much research on inner city because I just didn't feel it had the same kind of like pull as ghetto. Right. When I hear ghetto, I think poor. Yep. I think of the Elvis Presley song. Um, yes. But, you know, I, yes. I, I think this one could go either way. Like you said, <laughs> I mean, you'd have to kind of reestablish ghetto in the sense devoid of race and just where the minority lives. But then, you know, there's a lot of minorities that don't like being called a minority, but, and then, See, you know, I and, even, and, and I so don't even here's, think of the minority aspect. I just think the poor people live there. Yeah. And, and so, but that's the thing is not all of these words are racist, even though I said at the top, like, you know, racist or linguistic tyranny, but like mm-hmm. racist or ableist or classist or, you know, some other classist thing. terms are good. Um, you know, the poor and the working people need to, know where they're at like we're together and and uh you know it's not a bad thing in my opinion yeah we know the, the, the rich people don't want us to think about it but well and and to your point i mean we have to describe things somehow right and a lot of these words can be used in a racist manner and a lot of words can be used in a non-racist manner mm-hmm. you know like Oh, they live in the ghetto. Well, to me, that means they lived in some burned out shithole. Right. You know what I mean? They bad um, neighborhood. It, yeah. And, and that's not really what it's supposed to mean. So I think the word, you know, I think this one's probably safe to say, you know, maybe we should have a new descriptor word for if we, if we need to define where the minority lives in a city, then we probably need a word that doesn't conjure images of, you know, burned out buildings. Right. I wouldn't use it at work. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And maybe, that is true. And maybe I wouldn't use the term at work. Yeah. And maybe, so maybe that's, it is racist. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is one I would feel comfortable saying, you know what, ghetto, that one is racist. I would, I would say I have to, I have to agree. So, 
Um, and that's what I liked about this article because it, it had some that were goofy and I was, and I was thinking like, that can't possibly be. And it had some like this one where initially I was like, well, I don't know if it, it really is, but then, you know, learning about the origin of it, I was like, okay, that seems pretty racist to me. Um, and, and just the way it's evolved since that time, it hasn't really changed. It, it always kind of comes down to race. And I know, sure. I know it was, you know, it's intended to describe where the minority lives and that comes down to race. Um, at least in when most people say the minority, they're, they're not thinking necessarily along uh, economic lines. Right. I, I, mean, I, I so, guess so, I've never really thought of it in, mo in modern usage as a racial term, but I understand how it is. I, I mean, yeah. when you explain it, I look at the world mostly through economic lenses, as you know. Yes. And if you go down to uh, Lens Crafters, not a sponsor, uh, they'll give you some uh, racial <laughs> lenses as well for a small upcharge. Yes. Uh, tell them uh, Nasty Nate sent you. <laughs> okay, the next word on our on our list is Nasty Nate. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, the next the next <laughs> phrase, and it's okay. I'm just gonna say it. <clears throat> and again, we're not saying these words to be racist or you know to have a chance to air these words out in a public forum. This is strictly a learning and educational exercise. Uh, the next phrase is sold down the river. Sure. I can understand what people would consider that to be uh, racist. So what is, uh, what is sold down the river mean to you, Mike, when, when you hear somebody say that phrase? Uh, it means that somebody screwed me over. Yep. Uh, so it means kind of like betrayal or being screwed over. Uh, are you interested in the origin of this phrase? Yeah. That, uh, is the origin what I think it's going to be? I think it very much is. Okay. Uh, this t uh, term originated in slavery era America, where the naughty northern slaves to be punished were sold down the river, usually the Mississippi, uh, to the southern slaving states to live out harsher lives in harsher uh, uh, slave conditions. Okay. That sounds about right. Yep. I mean, that sounds about like what, when I first read it and this is not a, a phrase, like I kind of knew what it meant in my, in my, in my head, but it's not a phrase I've ever used. I don't or, think I've ever I, I, used I've that never phrase. really heard anybody use that phrase in I've the past uh, 10 or 15 years at least. Yeah. I've seen it in old television or old movies. But that's it. I've never heard. I don't think I've ever even heard anybody say it. Yeah. But we also like grew up very north, you know, that's sort yeah. of yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So I, I would call this one racist for sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I totally understand why people would say that. I would sure. say that at least with the people that I associate with, this is not a phrase that ever gets uttered. So, I'm hoping no, it's, I, it's I'm hoping it's fallen out of favor um, in modern times here. So maybe we don't have to worry so much about this one. Uh, but I think definitely it is it is racist. 
All right. I'm about uh, halfway through my cigar, by the way. I was just and it has say, been wonderful. I'm about halfway. It's been wonderful. I uh, had to do a little bit of a relight because I've been talking a lot and kind of let it sit in the 30-degree weather. Uh, but it's great. The lighting issue was environment and me and not the cigar. Yes. Okay, next term. Are they going to get progressively worse? Uh, No. Okay. Okay. Uh, well, let me let me check. I hope not. Um, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see. <laughs> I think I think this this sold them the river, and this next one might be the biggest offenders on okay. the list. <clears throat> not to uh, predetermine your decision on this next word. Uh, the next one is grandfathered in. Why would that be racist necessarily? I understand the term and I have used it myself. Yep. And, uh, they, and they use it in. Uh, that's they, like a they legal use it term. In a lot of things. Yeah. 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 Uh, but here's why it's a legal term. The click now and the truth will shock you. Um, it originated in the southern United States as a way to Boy. deny blacks the right to vote because yeah. they had a literacy component to voting. And sure. a lot of the poor Southern whites couldn't read. But if they had a grandfather who cast a ballot and voted, they were grandfathered in and the literacy requirement did not matter for them. And it couldn't possibly apply to the blacks who just recently got the right to vote. Mm-hmm. Because none of their grandfathers ever voted. That uh, makes a lot of sense now that you've uh, said that. Uh, I mean, it's definitely got race. Or the origins are in racism for sure. But it's also a descriptor of what the action is. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and it might be narcissism. You know, I mean, if you just want to call it that. Sure. You know, you're grand- oh, grandfathered yeah. in. Or... Uh, I mean, it happens a lot in even in in businesses where you know, if there's like an acquisition or something, the 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 people that were uh, uh, employed by the company being acquired gets to keep some of their benefits that the new employees that are you know, the new hires wouldn't necessarily get because they weren't with the company being acquired and they're they're coming into a new company. You know what I mean? Yes. Like they they keep certain employees whole might be a less racist way of saying it, but it certainly takes a lot more words. Um, yes. But I, but I would say grandfathered in is probably uh, has at least one foot in the racist camp. Oh, the origins are definitely rooted in uh, the racist history of the United States. Yes. Uh, and we've talked about this before. Not that America has been any more or less racist than other countries. Oh no! It just happens to be a phraseology we have here, and it. Well, yeah, and a lot of other countries, history. and a lot of other countries like to slam America for having slavery for, you know, I don't know, eighty years. Sure. Now I know that slavery was here for a lot longer on this continent, but not past the Revolutionary War. So. Right. Because it wasn't uh, it wasn't our country, I guess, until then. Uh, and speaking about our country, here comes another trifecta of words. And we'll go, I'll tell you all three at the top, and then we will go through each one individually, and we can make up our own minds 
on each word. Okay. Uh, we've got three Native American or Indigenous phrases. We okay. have we have spirit animal. Mm-hmm. We have powwow, and we yes. have tribe. None, none of those are racist. So you say now. Well, somebody could be derogatory about it, but there's powwows uh, where I live. Uh, they, they're called powwows. They advertise them as powwows. That they being the people who are running the event on the reservation. Uh, okay. But we're, well, we're going to talk, talk about each single, each one individually. Uh, the okay. first, the first one up, and I and I appreciate your candor, Mike. I think, I think your initial thoughts were similar to my initial thoughts. Uh, I know that there are a lot of, and the first word is spirit animal, and I know there's a lot of, uh, you know, uh, do we call them basic Beckys or whatever um, that that wear the UGG boots and they get the the Starbucks and they say, hey, oh my UGG god, boots are comfortable. Oh my I'll, god, I'll this defend their choice. This, this latte is my spirit animal. Hashtag whatever. Um, sure. Ugg boots are very comfortable, Nate. It's like a barefoot shoe that's warm. <laughs> well, you know it's what? Awesome. I, I just came around to the Crocs. So um, oh, give me another year. They're so comfortable. I don't wear them oh. out in public a lot. I wear them like, so I wear, right now I'm wearing winter slippers. They're insulated. They've got a hard plastic bottom or rubber sure. bottom. Uh, and I love them just I, to come out in the yard and like run the trash out. You know what I mean? I, I am wearing Uggs slippers right now. Okay. So we can all call Mike Basic yeah. Mike. Basic yeah, Mike. Basic Mike. I um, also, and you know this, Nate, I wear moccasins out in public routinely. So, <laughs> which I don't yeah, think I I'm, was, I, was I, very, I don't consider that cultural appropriation. I just, uh, I was, you know. I was very slow to come, come around to the Crocs. I fought it and fought it for years. And uh, finally, Sarah got me a pair. And my my brother had some, and he let me try his on. I'm like, hey, these are kind of like summer slippers that aren't, you know, flip flops. They give you a little bit more. They stay on your foot a little bit better when you're out in the yard doing sure. stuff. Um, but that's not really here nor there. Uh, we're talking about spirit animals. So, uh, kind of the origin yes. of spirit animal came from the Ottoman Empire, and the Ottomans. Okay. Ottoman uh, Empire. Surprise. Yeah, etymology surprise. is weird. Like, if there's a word, like, just go look it up. Look up the etymology of the word and some of these origin stories. Uh, if you sure. if you could make a movie about the origin story of some of these phrases and words, it would be like wild. Uh, but probably only stoners would watch it, or you know, English majors. Um, sure. Anyway, the Ottomans uh, believed humanity to be not just animals, but spirit animals. Uh, which kind of follows Christianity's tenets on that, where, you know, God created man and beast and put man above beast by giving them a soul, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, at least according to Christianity. So, and here's here's what, what was the biggest deciding factor for me, or not deciding factor, but kind of biggest eye-opening thing is what a lot of people call a spirit animal is really a totem uh, in the Native American mythology, the totem or the the datum. Um, but it's uh, since kind of shifted to the realm of culture, cultural appropriation because the Native Americans never called their totem a spirit animal. Sure. Uh, so that's kind of where it's been 
I, I, you know, I don't know. I didn't look, I, I didn't have time because there's so many words on this list. I didn't have time to go into each individual little like sub breakdown of everything. Uh, but that was sure. kind of enough, enough for me on the spirit animal. Like when I've never heard you... somebody use spirit animal in a way that was serious. So, uh, that's always like a, no. And I, and I think, you know, I think it's hard to, to say spirit animal is racist, although, uh, mostly because the Native Americans don't have spirit animal in their in their past, like that wasn't that wasn't something we took from them and then made ours, but it's something we took from a different different culture and then applied to the Native Americans. So it's probably you know the white settlers' incompetence that led that to fall in line or fall in place of totem. Sure, and there's so, a bit of so, that. So you know, in a, in a sense, I, I would sum this one up as just plain ignorance. Um, you know, and it's sad because you kind of, you know, the Native American culture loses uh, some of their heritage by having a wide swath of non-Native American people calling, mis misnaming part of their religion or part of their beliefs. Well, not all Native tribes had the same beliefs. I no, no, no. And I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, you know, if you if you would make the case, I would say it's not racist. It's just incompetent. You know, sure. Yeah, it's well, it's American culture in a nutshell, isn't it? Just yeah, idiot. pretty much. Uh, the next one. Um, well, let's go to powwow first. And I'm going to save tribe for last uh, because tribe was the one that kind of lit up for me. That was like this can't possibly be racist. But we'll we'll save tribe for the last one on this on this little section here. Okay. And uh, we'll move on to powwow. So powwow was an Algonquin term meaning medicine man. Oh. And the and the English settlers then took that and, and the medicine men would have meetings of medicine men and the English settlers took those meetings to be called a powwow instead of it being a meeting of powwows. Sure. Right? Um, and eventually that became uh synonymous with any meeting of any native americans anywhere for whatever reason regardless of if there are medicine men present or not sure so that one uh give me your thoughts on that one no the native americans now use that term uh for their meetings so yeah Regardless but, of whatever idiocy that the English settlers, who are my people, made, uh, the Native Americans themselves, you know, the different bands, have uh, taken the taken the term and used it on their own. So yeah, let me uh, let me give a quick counterpoint or counter um, argument to what you said. I don't I don't personally I don't disagree at all with what you're saying. Uh, this sure. is simply for uh, devil's advocacy, sure. uh, which is my nonprofit. I'm starting up to accept donations that I can then give to my family <laughs> uh, per our charity episode. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> I'm curious if the Native Americans are taking this term because the English settlers or the white people could not be dissuaded from their incorrect usage of it. 
I mean, you, I mean, somebody could make the argument that they would never have called them powwows in today's society had somebody not been so royally stupid at the get-go. Possibly not, but I'm, uh, I'm just, I'm the just Anishinaabe there are not Algonquin. I'm guessing that yes. powwow isn't a term well, that's and they native all had, to their and they language. All, and they all had different languages. Right. And, and they had very distinct beliefs. And, you know, so that that's not, you know, that's not the argument here. I was just trying to bring another counterpoint in that somebody might say, well, you know, Mike and Nate, they never would have had to do that had the white people just listened at the beginning. Well, and that's I wouldn't, true. I wouldn't disagree. Uh, you know, I, I was saying, I don't, I don't think it's inherently racist. Um, the, the people that, you know, the social justice warriors or the uh, cry bullies that take offense on behalf of some other group or some other person uh, have been largely disproven. You know, if you like uh, there's a little girl who really enjoyed Japanese culture and wanted to have a Japanese themed birthday party and she was white and she was wearing a kimono and uh, some uh, cry bully who happened to be white, commented on the picture saying, you know, crying cultural appropriation. And some Japanese person said, this is absolutely is not cultural appropriation. We love celebrations of our culture and people, and we want people to learn more about our culture and, and beliefs. So, right. you know, there's a very well, fine I line. Mean, this is my opinion and it's not shared by all, but cultures that are confident in uh, their own traditions don't mind when outsiders participate because it doesn't negatively affect anything. So if anything, it grows their uh, people's awareness of what they're doing and their business opportunities. Yeah. It's like well, the Hmong festival, um... you know, the Hmong, the Hmong, Hmong festival, they want everybody to come to the Hmong festival, regardless of who you are. As long as you're there to spend money. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this little girl wasn't in, uh, in makeup to make herself appear Japanese. She was simply wearing Japanese-styled clothing. Right. Uh, so it's different than the fraternity boys dressing up for their Halloween costumes in blackface. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think, and this goes to the same thing we were talking about earlier, is it's, it's, it's sometimes it just comes down to intent. Like, it's not inherently racist, uh, but the intent certainly could be. Right. Yeah, I mean, me wearing moccasins is not, uh, I don't intend that to be racist. They're just comfortable to wear. Yeah. So and there's a reason why companies still make moccasins. Right. Yeah. There's handmade moccasins you can buy right here in Minnesota. I know Maine, they have a company that makes yeah. them still. So people are buying them. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people. <laughs> yes. Uh, so this next one then is tribe. And this one I struggled with on why it would even be here outside of like, I know they, they call them Native American tribes. Uh, but tribe derives from Latin. And refers to a group of people larger than a lineage or a clan, but smaller than a chiefdom, nation, or state. Okay. And a uh, tribe was common in kind of, uh, I don't know, what do you call those people? Anthropologists. Um, until about the 1950s or 1960s, where okay. people started saying tribe is racist. Uh, but much like ghetto... The origin wasn't really racist. I mean, pe people have been tribal. Humanity has been tribal since the very beginning. You know, you know what I mean? Clans and tribes yeah, and, and whatnot. Yeah, bands, um, clans. Bands, whatever. And uh, so getting, getting kind of the breakdown that it's a unit of measurement. 
Yes. Y- you know, like to me that that screams not racist. I agree. I mean, just like anything else, depending on the context, you could I I don't know how you would spin it to be racist, but it I'm sure difficult. it could be. I mean, some of these I mean, it could be. I mean, some of these people don't have anything better to do than to figure out how tribe is racist. Right. Well, I've never you tried know. to use the term tribe as racist by, by personally. No, so no. I just, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I, mean, it's, it's I, a, I don't understand. It's a descriptor. It's a unit of measurement. It's, it's a certain number of people bigger than this number of people and smaller than that number of people. It's like saying right. uh, measuring in, in feet and in inches is uh, racist because they used only black people feet or something, you know, like they would cut a foot off of a black person and then that was their unit of measurement. <laughs> like, that is not then, the real then, history of the no, foot. It's not, that no, is it's, okay. it's not. It's not the real history of the foot. I'm saying that's, <laughs> you know, like if that had been the origin of foot. Sure. Then I could see foot being racist, but this, this one just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, no. no. So, is the term potluck racist then? I don't. I, that one wasn't on the wasn't on the list, and I don't. I'm sure it wasn't. Should, but and I don't it is think a term. Should, I don't think you should huh? give these people more ideas of words okay. to ban. Okay, okay. I'm kidding. Go into Go into it. Has origins in Native American society in the Northwest. So, <laughs> anyway, I I apologize. No, no, no. <laughs> it's a very fine line uh, we walk here. <laughs> I don't think that it's racist, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's racist either because it's not intended as a racist uh, term. Like a lot of things are you know, about is, intent, uh, really. Is, you is, know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Is is luau? Is that racist? You know, when a bunch I've of white people want when a bunch of white people want to put on Hawaiian shirts and grill hot dogs in the backyard. I've, I've been to a luau. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, and things are supposed to be fun, and your culture is supposed to be celebrated. So stop saying everything's racist or cultural appropriation. Uh, yeah, a lot I of mean, times the, it's the, not. It's just people that want to do nice, fun things. Yeah, the people holding the luau made lots of money, and uh, I got to eat the horrible poi. Okay, I've never had and, that. Uh, it's terrible. Better or worse than lutefisk? Uh, I'd rather eat lutefisk, I'm not going to lie, but that's the... Garbage food from that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd rather drink, uh, oh, what the hell is it called? Aquavitae or whatever, you know? Like, yeah. All right. So, you ready for the next word, Mike? Yes. I think, uh, unless you're way faster than I am, I think we'll have a little bit of time after these words to kind of like decompress uh, from, from this really intense uh, brain burn of going through the etymology of all these words, but we'll see. The next word is savage. Savage. I have, I've heard that term used in a racist way for sure. I understand. It's actually in a lot of John Wayne movies. Oh yeah, for sure. Savages. It's like barbarian, modern version of barbarian. Well, let's Um, get down to the etymological brass tacks. If I'm using that correctly, I don't know. Uh, etymology mm-hmm. is a weird word. Uh, so savage originates uh, 1300, meaning wild or untamed. And in my research of this one, I came across a modern day person from Ireland who said that the Irish use savage and deadly interchangeably to mean brilliant. 
Like that was savage or that was deadly, you know, like to mean brilliant. Sure. Um, it's not really neither here nor there, but, you know, other cultures use different words differently than we do. Right. It's like bitching. Um, but somebody said that allegedly this word, savage, is the equivalent to the N-word for indigenous people. Mm. Was and it a white woman with dyed blonde hair? I do not know. <laughs> or, the, or pink hair or purple hair or bright blue hair. Sure. Um, I always think of frosted blonde tips. Oh, yeah. Uh, the, uh, the next, the next uh, thing was that it really, what I, look, what I found online was that it really depended on if you're using it to describe people versus non-people things, you know, like that. Right. That, like, are you describing that, actions? Like a, mountain, like a mountain lion attack was savage. Right. You know. A murder um, was savage. Yeah. Yes. Or barbarous. Somebody's acting barbarous. Somebody's yes. acting savage. I think this one probably didn't originate as a racist term. and um, I'm guessing not. But that it has been used very racially, maybe even more so than our spooky word. So Maybe. I know that there's a term around here called the jackpine savages, and that is referring to white people. Okay. Specifically. Yes. <laughs> so this this one people. this one's kind of on the on the fence then, you know. We don't know. It could yeah. be, it couldn't be. It really comes down to intent. It's context. Um, for yeah. sure. It's like spooky. That is context. If your buddy like tears into a I don't know, Arby's roast beef and flings the food everywhere and is is growling and snarling and and stuff, like he savagely attacked that roast beef. I you know, like that doesn't right. seem racist to me. Um, anyway, that's probably enough on that one. Okay, the next one is one that I had heard previously be called racist. Um, and it's a word that I have used in the past. But only because I didn't know anything about it. Okay. Uh, and that is... Um, well, the, the word that's the bigger offender in my mind is gypped. But apparently, gypsy is also racist, allegedly. Okay. Well, I know that gypsies are the Roma, but they also have other a couple other groups of people that are gypsies other than Roma. Roma are just the biggest group. Yeah. There's like four or five of them in Europe. Uh, there's like Irish travelers and there's other groups uh, that would be considered gypsies. And gypped yes. is because uh, gypsies are thieves, right? That's the that's the uh, prejudicial thought. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So it it uh, I guess first made an appearance in an 1899 dictionary as an abbreviation the the term gypped now as an abbreviation of gypsy, referring to sly unscrupulous people. Sure. Um. So I guess you know that one because it's it's not the term that the Roma chose for themselves and the, the term, Roma and other peoples. Yes. yes and, and other peoples. And, and, um, and the fact that gypped has such a negative connotation and is really derivative of the term gypsy, you know, where, where I could see maybe gypsy not being racist. Uh, but it's kind of the same as Eskimo, right? Like they're not 
Eskimos and the Native Americans aren't Indians. And those are, have fallen out of favor, I think, in a, in a large. Uh, amongst white people, they've bit fallen of our, out of favor. Yeah. I mean, there's um, still a lot of people who call it the Indian nations, you know, or Indian yeah, land. Yeah, yeah. Who uh, are Native but, Americans. Yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to say, you know, people that are a little more educated uh, have no no issue calling, you know, them Native Americans or Inuits or uh, indigenous people. You know, that's not a huge Sure, I've, huge well, I've heard some people who are opposed to the term indigenous people, too. Uh, there's certainly a group of Native Americans who are against the term indigenous people yeah like I they think... want to be referred to as the band or the group the people's group that they are not yeah indigenous. i mean that, and, that, and that's fine and i think there's uh something also to be said for not wanting to be called indigenous when all of life originated out of africa and nobody outside of africa is truly indigenous you know like right. the native americans migrated here from russia basically um, or, you know, they, some of them don't believe so. Some people do. I don't know if it's actually been proven or not. Um, I know China there's been a few, Korea, I've heard as yeah, well. yeah, I know there's been a few stories where, uh, people have found, uh, human remains encased in tree sap or amber somewhere that predate the native American tribes. So, um, I think for the native Americans to willingly accept indigenous would be dangerous if a population of people were found to be living here before they got here or if they were be, to be proven that they weren't indigenous. Right. Well, like I, it could, I know it could that, be a sticky situation uh, is all I'm, all I'm saying. Down in South America, they've done uh, genetic testing and they found that the native tribes there, the Amazonians have some Polynesian and some Chinese as well. So, okay. There's like the island hopper theory of uh, expansion. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I've heard but, of it, uh, uh, it just in passing. I haven't really looked into it. Yeah, there's growing evidence that uh, potentially people were coming across the island chains and landed okay. and settled as well. And we know that in like uh, Labrador and stuff, they have uh, European genetics there uh, that predates uh, colonization. Okay. But we also know that they were, uh, like the Irish and the, uh, uh, Icelanders were coming to North America long before, uh, settlement, white settlement. So that's not surprising either. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so that's, so that's that one. <clears throat> the next few here get a little more in interesting. Uh, because these ones all kind of uh, fall under the ableist uh, terminology rather than racist. Okay. So we're kind of shifting a little bit here. Uh, the next term is first world problem. Mm -hmm. So this was, this term first appeared in 1979 in J.K. Payne's Built Environment. And I think he was uh, an economist. There we go. Uh, all these words that I never say <laughs> are playing, right. with my, playing with my pronunciation here. Um, 
But then, so that was 1979. Then in 2005, it gained traction as a popular meme uh, to, de- to define things that uh, people will complain about but really shouldn't because, you know, at least here we live a lot better or more comfortably than a lot of other places in the world. Right. Like slow internet. My internet is slow. You know, hashtag first world problem. Well, I mean, there's a point to that, too, because we spent an awful lot of money to have fast internet, and it's never been built, even though we spent the money to build it. But I'm going to so. I'm gonna take this a step further, because I needed to know more. Like, just having it be in an economy paper and a meme wasn't enough for me to determine if this truly was ableist or not. Uh, the term first world, first world country, originated during the Cold War. I knew this. And uh, there's a first world, second world, and third world, and I have what all of those mean. And I know, and I had known about first world and third world, just in the general sense of first world rich, third world poor. Mm -hmm. Um, But there's actual affiliations uh, to these. So the first world was USA, the UK, NATO countries, and Japan. Yes. And this was at the time of the Cold War. Uh, The second world was the USSR, countries of the Warsaw Pact, and China. Yes. And third world was India, Yugoslavia, and any other neutral nation. Yes, I knew that. Uh, But now the term first world means any country with little political or economic risk. So uh, I've heard the term, you know, developed nation as well. Yes. Kind of. So, you know, if you have a infrastructure and utilities and a democracy that functions uh, relatively most of the time, I guess, um, then it's it's first world country. So I, I don't know. I mean, this seems like a descriptor. It doesn't seem like a, a racist or ableist thing. Uh, it is a descriptor. And uh, the people that get offended, and I've heard this argument before. The people who get offended about that, uh, they don't take into consideration that parts of this country are not equal to other parts. Because there are parts of the United States that do not have access to basic utilities. That do not, I mean, they just don't. This is true. It's it's pretty shitty. Yeah, Uh, West Virginia, there's parts of West Virginia that are pretty shitty. There's parts of the Western states that are Remote. Well, in the, the south, remote. the southwest is some of the poorest places you'll yes. see, uh, and, and the deep south too. I Standing suppose. Rock Indian Reservation is fucking horrible as far as economic development and poverty. Yes, yes. Which made news a couple of years ago. I'm sure everybody has heard the word, but most people have not been there. I have. And it is not nice in parts, for sure. All right, so we're going to delve a little bit more into some ableist terms, or potentially ableist terms. Uh, This next one may shock and surprise you. Uh, But first, a word from our sponsors. Just kidding. We don't have them. Um, (laughs) So the next next one's a trifecta as well. Brainstorm, blindsided, and blind spot for being ableist. Now, I thought for sure the brainstorm thing couldn't possibly uh, be ableist. However, this 
will shock you and amaze you. Okay. And uh, I'm surprised Carney didn't make the list. Um, uh, Carney, yeah, Carney is definitely not an appropriate term, even though well, people have, use it. Because they have small sure. hands and smell of cabbage, or ah, it is dirty. <laughs> uh, for dirty anyone and not familiar with Austin Powers, I was simply quoting the Austin Powers movie with the oh, little okay. hands and cabbage thing. Oh my God. <laughs> anyway, uh, so brainstorm originated in the 19th century to mean sudden neurological or mental disturbance. So instead of a, uh, I don't know what you would call it uh, today, it's not, certainly not what we call it today, but uh, like a mental affliction. Like a psychotic episode? Yes, something like that. Um, but that's what it originated as. And uh, in the 1940s, Alex Osborne used it in his kind of business class or business philosophy or whatever uh, to to mean, you know, to generate ideas. You put a lot of mm -hmm. brains together and you, you brainstorm ideas. And I'm, I'm sure most people have heard it meant as that. Uh, but people that uh, – but he was basically co-opting or, or stealing this term that meant a, a mental disorder or a mental – uh, problem and, okay. and turned it into something else. So other people preferred the term thought shower instead of brainstorm. Um, and I feel kind of the same way about thought shower uh, as you do. Cause it, to me, it's like, Oh, that's how I clean my brain after I've thought some really dirty things. Um, I just had a shower. Yeah. <laughs> now you're telling me I need another one. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess I... Whenever it comes I, I, to the, like, the blind spot and the... Well, we'll, we'll get into those just a little <sighs> bit. But, uh, you know what, we'll... Uh, I, I think brainstorm now certainly is not used in an ableist manner. And mm -hmm. only those people who looked up to find out that it was initially in the 1800s used to describe a, a mental affliction would be right. offended by it. Um, yeah, people who are people who have first world problems are potentially potentially. Uh, <laughs> so blind, uh, blindsided, and I just kind of uh, I didn't really look up blind spot because we use it in cars, like the driver's blind spot. Uh, right. But but, I, but understand, like you know, there are people that are blind. So is it wrong to call something a blind spot? I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it literally means to not be able to see. So again, it's a description. Yeah, that's what the term means. So, uh, but blindsided originated in, in the 1600s and uh, the original sense didn't mean sightless it meant confused sure so I, I you know I feel like uh, these ones here are kind of grasping at straws um, I agree because our language develops you know the only one that has a little bit of legs to stand on would be brainstorm I mean uh, you know just the origin. Um, but as we all know, terms, definitions change over time and over cultures. Um, faggot in the beginning meant a bundle of small sticks. And in the UK, they still smoke fags, even to this day, you know, as a cigarette. Um, now certainly there's other usages for that term today, which are very, very racist or offensive. 
I right. would say, uh, not racist, but offensive, um, derogatory. <clears throat> but that's not how they originated. But I'm still not going to go out and use those terms where it's not culturally or societally appropriate. Right. It's like right. the term gay. Yeah. Yeah. Which it started I've, out I've to mean, to mean happy. Call somebody happy to mean a homosexual. So old people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Usually old people. Yeah. Um, He's a happy guy. <laughs> yeah. Or like the light in the loafers. Um, yeah. Oh, yes. So, you know, these ones, I don't know. I mean, you can make up your mind. If you don't like the, those terms, then I guess just don't use them. I don't I don't think blindsided or blind spot. Um, I don't really have any issue with those. And, I, no, you know, I mean, I, I mean to, to be fair, change yeah, the definition of blind. Yeah, and, I, and to be fair, I'm not a I'm order. not a blind person, so I couldn't tell you if it would offend me if I were blind. You know, I'm guessing we're supposed to say unsighted. Yeah, but unsighted spot makes me think yeah. of like dirty things, and then I need a thought yeah. shower again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thought shower reminds me of like some dystopian novel. Type hey, stuff. I thought of your unsighted spot. I need a thought shower. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Could you show me your unsighted spot, please? Clock um, shower sounds like something they do to you in a dentist chair. Yeah, or like at the <laughs> end of a Clockwork Orange. <laughs> right, that's exactly what I was thinking of. That's yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking of. <laughs> All right, and this next one, this next, uh, these next two, uh, they go hand in hand. And you used this earlier in the episode. Oh. Uh-oh. So here we go. Uh, the two words are dumb and lame. Yeah. <laughs> so early in the guess. episode, Mike said, that's dumb. <laughs> I, thought I, I thought I might use the word lame. <laughs> and I and I quickly said, that is dumb. And then I remembered that word was later on our list. And I said, well, let's talk about that later. Yep. That's somebody okay. who can't speak, right? So let's, let's get into the show. <laughs> Dumb originated in 1200, in the 1200s, and it meant unable or refraining from speaking. So you wouldn't necessarily have to be mute uh, or have a physical condition not allowing you to speak. Dumb could just sure. mean you're, you're biting your tongue, you're holding, holding back comment. Uh, in 1823, dumb started to mean ignorant, and, you know, most of the things that we associate it with, with it now. So I guess the problem is that dumb is a bad way to refer to somebody who can't speak. Right. And, and I would agree. I wouldn't. It's I wouldn't an call... old timey word. Or yes. It's yeah. Like archaic. Yeah. But I don't think using dumb in the sense that we use it today, because usually when we say that person's dumb, we don't mean that they can't speak. And we're not making fun of a medical condition. We're me- we're meaning that they're ignorant or uneducated or so on and so Stupid. forth. So, and yes. it's just like um, you know the words we just talked about. You know, to mean a bundle of sticks or a cigarette. Uh, and then lame uh, came from Middle English and uh, mean meaning crippled. And yes. what a good, what a good segue because the next word on the list is crippled. <laughs> so I didn't do additional research for lame here because it simply means crippled. 
right? Uh, or at least its, its origins did, and now it means something that's boring or or what have you. Um, so would the term "lame pills" be offensive? I don't know. <laughs> do they do they do they not get you high? That's the question. <laughs> All right, so cripple. Why uh, <laughs> again? Cripple is just a descriptive word that is describing something unpleasant. Yes. Um, so, it, well, I, and, and there's been a big, there's been a big, big push uh, recent times to instead of uh, and, and you know what wasn't on this list by this this company was retarded, um, right? And and cripple oh. and and those kind of go go similarly. And I think the big push has been differently abled. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, but uh, crippled came from Middle English, meaning impaired physical abilities. But before then, it originally meant to crawl, bend, or crouch. I suppose as you would if you had like an infirm leg or sure. an injured leg or, or something or back or, you know. Sure. Uh, so it, it definitely could be kind of ableist, I suppose. Um, Have you ever read script or I've listened to somebody read script in Middle English. Because you no. can, like, you and I, being modern English users, can read it. But when it's pronounced, it's almost impossible to tell. Not, not impossible. Okay. It's 50% you understand what they're saying. You get yes. the gist and, of it. And uh, Shakespeare was old English, right? No, no, he was modern. He was oh, the very English. beginning of modern okay. English. Yeah, yeah. You, okay, you, okay. you listened to Because I know, the, I know... Um, you know, like the uh, the Y E O L D E, the whatever it says, ye old mm-hmm. shop. Well, the the Y E is pronounced the, like that's how it's pronounced. It's just the old. Yep. You know, you don't say ye oldie. That's just you're reading it phonetically when, you know, linguistically it's the Y was T and H, uh, back in back in the day. Yes, just like F's F's and S's were written the same. Yeah, in a lot of script. Uh, I do know. I do know. The only reason things. we uh, we tell people goodbye when we're leaving is because uh, some fucker somewhere, and fucker is gender neutral and in no way offensive or derogatory. Um, some old fucker abbreviated "God be with ye" to basically goodbye, like "God bye." Great. <laughs> and so now we say goodbye instead of "God be with you." It's like so, happy holidays, right? Yeah. Um, and now that brings us to our last last word here, and it is fitting because some of you may have been listening to this podcast and may have even been thinking this word at us without even knowing you yourself might be ableist. Okay. Uh, so our last word for the episode is tone deaf. Tone deaf. So tone okay. deaf in in modern uh, modern language is somebody who basically doesn't read their audience and proceeds to say something very ridiculous to you know to to be said for that audience. We had a we had a guest speaker in for one of our work meetings, and we're all underpaid and overworked. And he was he started out his with a with a personal story to try and bring us readers in and to try and relate or not us readers, but to try and relate to us. And he said, well, I was 
at my second home and I lost my car key to my, to my, uh, uh, fuck, what was it? It was some expensive car. Maserati. Let's call it a Maserati. Okay. His Maserati. And he was like, I lost the key. And so now here I am, I'm about to be stranded at my second home. Well, none of us, most of us don't even have a first home. I mean, we do because we got lucky, but like most of our generation can't afford to get out of the rent cycle. Um, and uh, he's like, well, instead of paying $800, which is a, is a small sum of money in my mind for somebody who has a second home. So he's yeah. like, because because the car dealership wouldn't give me a free replacement key and wanted me to pay $800, I simply went out and bought a Tesla. And that was his story to relate to us. So that is the instance of tone deaf in modern modern society where he Why didn't really know who he was talking guys? to. I don't know. Why would they ever I don't do know. That? And we really lit up the uh, the uh, the supervisors and managers after that. And for a lot of meetings beyond that, we were like, well, I was about to be stranded at my second home, but thankfully I bought a Tesla and got out of there. Um, and, you know, and like we all had a good laugh and all the managers were like, oh, my God, we're so sorry, you guys. We had no idea, um, you know. And of course, they 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 bought this guy's book and sent it to all of us as like a gift, you know, prior to him talking to us, and and then all of us went and promptly, you know, threw it away or sold it to half price books or something, um, right? Because I'm not going to read that. Like you don't you don't know how to relate to people, and <laughs> I'll uh, bring it to the local bookshop <laughs> and get trade credit. <laughs> yeah, I'll get five dollars out of it, which is more than what I got out of your speech. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, so, but that's like, that's a modern example of tone deaf and, uh, but tone deaf first came into use in the 1890s and all I could really find out about tone deaf was, uh, amusia. It's a, it's a musical disorder where you literally can't tell tones or pitch. So, yeah. Yeah. um, but this one is, is just simply because the ter- the word deaf is involved in this modern, modern saying, and Have therefore you ever, could be ableist. Uh... Have you ever watched the George Carlin special where he talks about the the softening of language? Uh, no, I haven't. Oh, you should I do, watch I it. I do enjoy some George Carlin, though. I've been thinking about it this whole time. Uh, he went off about how now we call it uh, PTSD, the acronym. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was post-traumatic stress disorder. Before that, it was shell shock. Right? Yeah. Shell shock's a lot more dramatic and to the point that well, yeah. post-traumatic stress disorder, and now we don't even say that. We just use the acronym. Yeah. You know, because even saying the post-traumatic stress disorder is too traumatic. Well, and, uh, and, and, and uh, you know, our corporate overlords um, have a huge, like, boner for acronyms. Like, everything's an acronym. And I, myself, am acronym-adverse. Or what I tell my managers is I'm an AA. Um, yes. And I always get funny looks. I don't know why. Um, but I, and then I tell them, oh, that means I'm acronym adverse. Uh, because it doesn't save any time to give me alphabet soup and then wait for me to ask what it is you just said. Like that doesn't I save any time. I find myself at work sending emails that are only acronyms. And then somebody who's not in the loop will get sent this email. 
yeah. because we need their input for something. And then I will have to create a new email saying exactly the same thing, just without the acronyms. Because it'll be three sentences of acronym, 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 and acronym, acronym, acronym. You know what I mean? It's like one, 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 over and over. So are you really saving time, Mike, is what I'm asking. Could you not? Uh, I save time as long as I don't have to get involved with people (laughs) who aren't directly involved with what I'm doing. Yeah, but I would say that you have to read your audience. And if you think it's something that's going to be forwarded on, like if I, like, you know, my... My role is is fairly technical at times, and uh, even the two main systems that we use have uh, acronyms. You know, people instead of instead of saying Salesforce, they'll just type SF. But I know not everybody works in Salesforce in our company, and I'd rather just type it out because it doesn't take that much more time. Because I'm no, typing, I'm not I'm not handwriting it, and then I don't have to go back and and have somebody feel feel dumb to use another offensive term, uh, for having to ask what that is because they didn't know or having to waste time getting to the answer, getting what I need out of them uh, by having to explain an acronym. So I'm, I'm right. anti-acronym in, in my life as much as I can I, be. I should be more anti-acronym. I, I know that uh, I recently had a, wasn't even an altercation. It was just like they noticed that it was off because I created a configuration file uh, for other pe- for myself and other people wanted it to save time. And it was just STD, <laughs> which is the standard configuration file. It's you know, yeah, std.config. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, like, did you? STD, uh, that's not very nice. Blah, did, blah, you blah. Get, like, did you get Mike's STD? No, no, I'm yeah. waiting for it. I'm, he's going to set He's going to give it to me tonight. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, well, you know, <laughs> STD is good enough for me. <laughs> It wasn't well, Mike's, Mike's easy to please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Change it to whatever you want once you get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you don't want to call it crabs, call it whatever you want, baby. Yeah, <laughs> but I get asked to share a lot of uh, things that I create on the laptop, you know. Yeah. And I need to get better at naming them stuff people can understand. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's okay because they're coming into your kind of like your personal workflow. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, I've, I've sent, I've sent emails that have three different files called log, log sheets. <laughs> and it's like, they're not the same thing though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I try and okay. name, I try and name things. Uh, my files, as descriptively as possible. I mean, I take a lot of uh, photos. Uh, sure. With my with my DSLR, which is a digital something something, a digital single lens reflex, I believe. But DSLR camera is kind of almost common common speaking now, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and now they don't have uh, DSLRs; they have all mirrorless cameras that actually don't have a shutter. Um, oh. But uh, I don't I don't rename all the all the image files, but I put every image file into a folder that tells me, you know, I have I have like the year. So I on my photo in my photo fo- folder on my computer, it's like 2020, 2021, 2022. And then within there, it will say, you know, Halloween or spooky season or uh, Thanksgiving or, you know, like I'll just name it. So I know what it was. <clears throat> and then all the files are like whatever the camera decides to name them. Um, right. So well, that's how log sheets. That's how log sheets became a thing. Is because okay. they were all on different files. 
yeah. were folders. And the folders had completely descriptive names and they were not, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. They obviously had nothing to do with any of the other ones, but I knew what they were. Yes. And that's <laughs> all that matters. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for the words. I thought that would be fun, uh, fun for you. I told Sarah what I, what I was going to do for the episode and she was like, Oh, Mike's going to love that. So <laughs> It is. And I, you know, I, uh, and it was fun for me, you know, it's fun to, oh, uh, to, to learn. And, uh, some of the ones, you know, decidedly in my mind, weren't racist or ableist or derogatory and, and some were that I thought initially weren't. So a lot of them are just the softening of our society and yeah. not re wanting to recognize the brutality inherent to living on this planet. Yeah. Because people can live very soft lives. Uh, yeah. If they just so desire, they can live a very soft life. And, yeah. uh, you know, and we talked a little bit about this on one of our other, one of our other episodes where, um, slaves don't want to be called slaves or, you know, people don't want you to call slaves slaves because it's kind of demeaning and they would rather them be called enslaved people because that's really what they were. And right. that, and that one makes sense to me. Like that makes sense. Um, and, and to me, like enslaved people is almost harsher than slaves, you know, I mean, sure. that's, that's more in line with the truth of what happened. You know, it wasn't that person's choice. Um, so right. I think I think that might be an instance where it's actually unsoftening it. Um, right. Well, it's it's calling uh, like the Slavic countries. Is that racist? I, I don't know. It depends on if they're comfortable with their culture or not. Well, I mean, well, they, those people probably don't think so, but they're called Slavic countries because that's where Northern Europeans got their fucking slaves. So. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like they were just slave regions. <laughs> okay. Well, I, that's news to me. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. That's why they're called the Slavic countries, because they would go on raiding parties. Europeans from the western and northern regions would go on raiding parties to Eastern okay. Europe and steal people and make them slaves. So is Yugoslavia racist? That, that, doesn't, that country doesn't exist anymore, though, does it? No, it doesn't. So I guess you don't have to worry about that. Czechoslovakia. Uh, does Czechoslovakia still exist? I'm not sure on that one. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm just about done with my cigar. This one's been very good all the way through. Yeah, I have about an inch left. And I would say it's pretty close to being done. It's starting to get hot. Yeah, it's, and it's hot. been excellent. It's been Not very a lot good. of flavor change. No. Here's, just good. Here's the question then. And we probably should have smoked this one right after the, the other flathead, the 660. Uh, which one do you like better? I like them both. I like them it's both hard to too. Say. It's, hard to it's hard to say, to say with, it. without having smoked them back to back. Right. They're both great. Um, when I, yes. uh, go to like a big event and I'm bringing a box of cigars that a lot of people are going to pick out of, I always bring some six sixties if I have them Yep. or some form of flathead, uh, in the, in the box. Cause they're just good. But you never had you this know. one before. I've never had this one before. No. How many others are there? They have uh, the the flatheads, a whole line of cigars, different sizes and shapes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Interesting. So, so far, what I've had is good. I've yeah. had more than just the six sixty and the uh, five five four. Okay. 
don't ask me the numbers. I can't no. remember. But. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked, uh, I like both of them. Uh, this one was really good. Uh, hopefully you took something away from the etymology lesson that we tried to put together for you. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. A lot of connotation versus denotation. Yeah. And also intent, intent of this a, uh, speaker. Lot, right. It's a lot of people just want to weaken, weaken, soften language. I shouldn't say weaken, soften language. Yeah. It, it, you know, and and look at the context. I mean, if if the people using these words and they're using a lot of these words, and they're wearing white robes and have Confederate flags flying, it's probably racist. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, if For you're sure. at your your aunt's potluck, it's probably not racist. <laughs> I mean. Right. I don't know. Yeah. It, it depends on, it's a on how many. Bring your own dish. Probably it, not. Yeah. It depends on how many brews the uncle has had. Uh, then it might right. turn yeah, yeah. racist, but, uh, but anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's all we have this episode. Thanks for listening. Be safe, have fun. Mm-hmm.